0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Political Correctness, Where Do We Go From Here? Today, I want to explore how political correctness, as we see it playing out today, is influencing our lives individually and collectively, and how do we break free from the bondage of being defined by specific segments that society has thrust upon us. I think we can all agree that we're living in a time when it's not convenient to speak your mind. The political correctness police are everywhere from our national media, in our advocacy groups, and in almost every segment of society that wants to separate itself out and be offended by anyone who has a differing opinion. As a result, we are not freely speaking our minds and hearts, which incidentally is not only the freedom we're all meant to enjoy, but it is also the foundation of a government by the people. And we see that if someone dares to speak their truth, particularly if it doesn't align with the prevailing thought, but even if it does, there are many, many from various quarters that are ready to heap their condemnation, and in some cases rage upon that one. So divided we have become, and it's not helped with social media, that impersonal way to... To criticize someone else. And interestingly enough, even if you are hailed by many for speaking your truth and begin to become a popular voice truly reflecting people's views, there are the ever-vigilant watchers who just wait for you to slip and say something that can be twisted and construed as being offensive to some individual or segment of society, and then begins the destruction of a character or a career that might otherwise have helped lead us to a higher way of thinking and living. Or worse yet, take your statements out of context or twist them until you don't even recognize them, and then push an agenda that hardly even matches your original intent. Unfortunately, we have separated ourselves so much from each other that we no longer respect the viewpoints and perspectives of our fellow citizens, let alone others from differing cultures when they do not agree with ours. And that's the key word here, respect. Rather than seeing diversity as the balanced contribution to a society that governs itself, diversity has become divisive. It separates races, nationalities, age groups, political views, lifestyle choices, and just about any other aspect of life you can think of. All of this keeps us collectively focused on agitation turmoil and confusion rather than on how we and our neighbors can enjoy prosperity and happiness. So we must ask ourselves what are we afraid of? How is it that we have become so conditioned that we do not trust ourselves or one another? How have we gotten to this point and what can we do about it? Well This is the age-old tactic of divide and conquer, as I see it, and we've fallen for it again, and this time really in a much bigger way. Our society has become sliced up into segments that everyone wants to neatly place each of us in their little box in proper place. But ask yourself, what exactly defines you as a person? Is it your race? Your gender? Your religion, political beliefs, family, career, economic level? Aren't these all elements of who you are? But does any one of these, or even all of them together, really define you as a person? Or are all of these things just you expressing yourself in this life? It's really time to dig deep within your heart and soul and discover who you are, and what are meant to contribute to this world, if you've not already done that. Now, it may be as simple as fulfilling a career, raising your family, or simply being a light unto the world, but whatever it is, it's time to discover it and speak your truth. William Shakespeare in Hamlet said, This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day thou canst not then be false to any man. But who or what is thine own self? And who do you think you are? No doubt you, and probably just about everybody else, has asked the question at one time or another, Who am I? I know I have, and it began at a young age for me. And it's through this exploration that I've learned how to tap into a greater part of myself that is not visible in this physical world. As we explore this question of who we are, let's take a look at the world we're living in right now and some of the current thoughts about who we are and how sometimes common sense is lost with some of our beliefs by which we have constructed our reality. Take for instance quantum science. It tells us that everything is a manifestation of energy which can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only change forms. So from a scientific perspective, Energy is a common denominator of all things in our physical universe. And the Big Bang Theory suggests that at some point, all matter in the universe was contained in a single point. Now, look at our spiritual traditions. They refer to the source of life, or God, as light. The concept that there is but one God, one light, one source, from which all things were created parallels the scientific concept of all things being a manifestation of energy and at one time being contained in a single point. Nevertheless, science and religion are at odds with one another. Science wants to believe in only what it can see. But is that logical? I mean, because we all believe in things we cannot see. For an instance, do we see the energy that Thomas Edison captured to create the light bulb? No, but we see a manifestation of that energy, the light bulb. Do we see the radio frequencies that our cell phone uses? No, but we see a manifestation of those frequencies, the cell phone. Do we see love? No, but we see expressions of love, the manifestation of love in our lives. And, you know, it's no different with you and me. We do not see the power that we are either. But we see each other, the manifestation of that power. So that's science. Now, on the religious side, many religions of the day say that we are sinners and separate from God. Yet the Bible says we were made in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within us. And we can do even greater things than Jesus did. Now, agreed, none of us are perfect, and we have all made mistakes but we do not identify with our mistakes. Rather, we need to identify with our true being and live life from that perspective. So what is this source within us? It is the part of you that is of the one pure crystal light energy of the source from with all things come. It is the part of you that was created in the image and likeness of God or source or all that is or whatever term you wish to give it. And that one source individualizes itself. When God speaks the words, I am, a unique manifestation or presence made in his image comes into being. And that I am presence is you and me. It is the source individualized as each one of us. Whether you call the source God or energy matters not. There is only one source from both the scientific and and religious perspectives. So it's time to step into a larger dimension of yourself. Stepping into a larger dimension of yourself means to awaken to that part of yourself that exists beyond the physical dimension and then truly connecting with that part that is the individualization of the great universal source of life from which all things come. It is your I am presence. Once awakened and connected to this reality, you are then able to access the love, the wisdom, the power of the divine presence that resides within you for guidance, inspiration, and powerful, deliberate creation. As we've already established, everything is energy It can neither be destroyed or created. It can only change forms. So from a scientific perspective, Energy is the common denominator of all things in our universe, as we've already said. Now, let's look at it as an example of how one substance can take on various forms. For instance, H2O, which is water. It's commonly in its liquid form, but if you increase its vibrational frequency with heat, it becomes steam. And if you slow down its vibrational frequency with cold, it becomes ice, but it's still H2O. You, too, have varying vibrational frequencies. Your physical body is dense matter. Your thoughts, emotions, and memories are energy that vibrates at a higher vibration than your physical body. Therefore, you do not see them with your physical eyes, yet you experience them, and except for your subconscious, are consciously aware of them acting within you. But then there is a part of you that is of a higher vibrational frequency yet. And that is the part of you referred to earlier as being made in the image and likeness of the one source or God. It is your super intelligence or superconscious or divine self, however you choose to look at it or what you choose to call it. If you consider the life forms that live on earth Humans are the only ones that can say, I am. Humans are the only ones that can make conscious choices that impact who they are or who they can become. While all other life forms have sensitivity and survival instincts and some even have higher levels of intelligence, they are basically subject to their nature. Yes, some have exceeded the usual boundaries of their species, but still they do not possess the power to choose as men and women do. And this ability that we have to make conscious choices is the key to breaking free from the tyranny of unhinged political correctness. In our next episode, we're going to go further into the understanding and study of who we are, but from a holistic perspective, where we'll explore deeper into our divine nature and how to consciously tap into it for protection, guidance, and personal empowerment. Until then, may you be blessed with an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. I'm Nancy Showalter, and you've been listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect. Thank you for being with me today and if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and to follow more of my work, visit me at nancyshowalter.com.